Hit. Dewey and Lucius Selman and J.C. Watts called you follow Oklahoma home as does number 43, Matt Helms. Welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I am Jibo and I am flying solo. Um, I don't know where anyone is, but anyway, it's what it is. Um, look, tonight's guest, or today's guest, or tonight's guest over there is uh, none other than Matt Helms. I'll ream in. Helmsy. What's up, man? Hey, mate. How you going? Doing good, man. Happy belated Australia Day. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Mate, um, what's going on with that shirt? With what? What are we talking about? Your shirt. Your shirt, man. Just anything in general? <laughs> man, man just, just working at the fire department, man, and doing some hitting lessons on the side. Uh, just got back from uh, D-Bats. I do some lessons down there, and it's always a joy to get in there and just throw the ball around and hit it, hit a little bit and everything, and I enjoy it. So just a little bit of each, a little bit of both, enjoying my time off, and just loving life, man. Married. Join the house, got a nice little dog, German Shepherd, Baron, and uh, man, just living the life, enjoying it. No, Mike, hang on, I'm just having a bit of a technical issue. Just one sec for me. Gotcha. What the hell Did are it? you doing? I Not much, was, man. I thought I was supposed to be the star today. You are, man. I'm just co-hosting. <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm great, thanks. And you're looking well? Thanks to you too, man. You too. You moved it. You moved oh. in your new house yet? No, no, no. I decided to stay here. Ah, oh, can't get rid of it, huh? It's a beautiful spot. That sure is, man. I miss it. Mate, um, I couldn't get Bolt, but that's okay. I got the better, the better co-host. Yeah, we don't care about me. Bolt. <laughs> that's fine. We didn't need to draw your ratings down, so I'm glad he didn't have him come in there. <laughs> Mate, no, look, we, we thought we'd get Vince on. Obviously, you know, like, you know, Vince has done a lot with the with the imports and things like that, you know, in the oh, past. Yeah. So um thought there's no no better guy to get on here. Plus a bit of a, you know, a bit of a treat for you. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. 
have nothing but the uh, the absolute legend of Vince himself. Oh, he is one for sure, man. I think he's vital to the whole thing. Just getting getting a place for guys to stay and having my story spread, man. I, I think I had anybody I ever talked to wanted to come down there immediately. So, I mean, that's the key to everything, finding a place to stay and making it fun and sacrificing his time and money and resources and everything. And just blessed to have that he that I got with him, you know, to stay with him down there for that long. It was It was awesome. Um, and Gary Everson's just tuned in and said, it's good to see you on the Extra Base podcast, Helmsy. So, uh -huh. Gary, miss you, mate. See, all these Aussies that love you. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what they tell me to my face. I don't know what they say uh, when I hang up, so we'll see. <laughs> I will, I'll send you the recording. It'll be fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But, mate, I, I guess where we sort of want to start is, you know, obviously you know, your journey. How did you end up in Australia? Because, yeah, a lot of people probably don't know how that happened. I think it – I don't know if it was sheer luck or just determination. Um, 2015, I was with New Jersey Jackals in the Can-Am League and wasn't having the best season and just figured any day I could get cut. So I was looking for somewhere to go immediately after season and kind of recoup and find myself. And so I started talking to a bunch of buddies, teammates, saying, hey, how do you get to Australia? How do you get to Australia? They sent me a bunch of links and numbers and everything, and I started messaging everybody. And by that time in June, July, I think all the teams down there have their imports already figured out and ready and everything. So it was too late to hop on to that season. And I didn't think really anything else about it. And then just randomly two years later, uh, I think it was the summer of 2017, I get a message from uh, Bolt uh, just messaged me saying, hey, man, you still want to come down here? And I jumped at the opportunity and was just like, man, just check with everybody real quick. Is it fine? Is it fine? I don't have any obligations. I'm ready to go let's go and signed up I think like the next day and shoot right after season went home for about a week week and a half down in Australia for seven months so can't complain about three summers in a row which was my favorite part where I just leave summer in America head down there have summer in Australia and then come back to summer in America so it was about shoot about 18 months of summer I loved it and, you know, we, we talk about, you know, signing with obviously the MacArthur Orioles. Um, you know, we weren't privy to the numbers and things, but I, I believe Bolt promised you a whole lot of different things. So, you know, did, well, do you want to uh, elaborate on those, mate? Because um, some of the things I have are outrageous. You know? I can't remember what all he promised. I was so elated just to, just to be going down there. I was like, shoot, where do I sign? You know, he could have been like, hey, you're going to have to, you know, shovel crap in a, in a stall, in a farm stall or something. I'd be like, Hey, I'm down there. I was just eager to get down there no matter what. Um, but no, it was a fun experience, man. They, they flew me down there, set me up with a host family, amazing host family with Vinny there. And, um, shoot, got me a job down there that was making good money. Uh, and just got to on my off days, I got to enjoy it and just pretty much just do whatever I wanted in Australia. And it was, man, it was epic. And everybody I tell those stories to, they're like, man, you, you're lucky. And I knew, I knew I was, and, and I still think about it almost every day being in Australia. So I, I guess then we'll sort of cut you, Vinny. Um, mate, how did you sort of get caught in, well, not caught in or roped up, roped in sort of having these imports? Like how did, how did that sort of, how did that sort of come about? Yeah, Gino, that's a long story, mate, but it goes back because uh, I live, uh, for those who don't know, I live south of Sydney at a place called Wollongong. Uh, it's about mm, 45 miles south of Sydney. And I've been in baseball for many, many, many years. And um, I took a team of local kids 
from here in 2005 to Washington State. And we played in a tournament up there with a great mate of mine, Scott Knight. Uh, he organised that end. And uh, my younger son stayed with a, a local family there as we've got all the kids, um, what we call billeted out, homestay. And Lockie, my youngest son, stayed with a family by the name of Tweet. And uh, they had a, have a son, Bobby. And anyway, about 12 months later or 18 months later, they came out here for a holiday, stayed with me and, uh, and some other people. And then Bobby said he wanted to come back when he was about 18, 19. He said he wanted to come back here and live here for a while. So I put him up here for about 18 months and I hooked him up with MacArthur, with the Orioles, because they're the closest state league uh, club to where I live. And Bobby is a pretty good player, good second baseman. Um, so I got you know, I coached and played and whatever. And, I've got that competitive streak. So anyway, I got to know Shane Benson was the, the head coach at the time, Benno. Yep. And uh, Jason Moyer was his assistant. And then Benno asked me to if I'd be interested in being like a bench coach. I said, yep. And then Bolt. Um, and, and i got to say, hey, Bolt, there's a plug, mate. Um, <laughs> nice. He, um, he, he, um, approached me and because uh, that was Benno's last year as coach, I think. And um, and Jason took over and Bolt approached me and asked if I be could take an import for the following year. And I, I mean, I live in a big house on my own. I said, well, I can take two. And so I think I ended up getting about a dozen over the years. Stay with me. And then uh, whatever year it was, Matt, I can't remember, but Matty came out with uh, uh, Jeremy Gendlek, who was a pitcher. And uh, Matt actually caught for us most of the season, but he's an outfielder. And uh, how this guy never played ABL is, is totally beyond me. Uh, like, he was far better than most of the guys in the Blue Sox. Mind you, they've had another big season, haven't they? Um, but <laughs> but um, he, he caught for us and, and, mate, he can hit. He, he can really hit. And uh, I remember one night you, you went back to back homers, didn't you, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember who that was against. But, uh, uh, shoot, I think it was a blue team. I can't remember. Oh, uh, anyway, well, that'd be Canterbury. But um, yeah. anyway, so yeah, I've had about a dozen. Um, and uh, so Matt and Jeremy were here. Jeremy is from Washington State as well, from Olympia. And um, uh, I have to say, Matt's the best I've had. Uh, he's like not just as a player. Uh, you you just expect if they're an import, they're going to be they're going to know how to play. But uh, as far as the respect he showed to me and my my home and my neighbours and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know if many of you know that when he was with the shirt he's wearing, which was Ottawa, um, there was a young boy. I saw the the image on your intro, Jeeva, where the young boy from Ottawa, who uh, had severe physical handicaps and uh, you know restricted to a wheelchair and whatever. And Matt, while he was here, even was organising fundraising and all sorts of other things to happen to send him to Dallas to see, to meet his hero ice hockey player. And, uh, I mean, it was on, on the TV news and all sorts of media and whatever in Dallas, and Matt organised all that. And, I mean, Matt was only a young, young man himself. So, you know, that really, to me, reflects the character of the person. And, um, uh, and, and that is backed up by, if you know his family, his family are just the most beautiful people. And uh, very close. So, 
you know, he's, uh, he, he's a, a wonderful role model. And, you know, there was a lot of things that, um, you know, that you got to experience, Elmsy, while you're out here, you know. So Vinny was telling me a couple of things that you got to experience outside of Baytalk, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe. we did did all kind of day trips. We went down to Jarvis Bay. Uh, me and Coco went up to uh, uh, Cairns, went dove the uh, Great Barrier Reef, and then I got to spend about two weeks over in New Zealand just cruising the whole South Island. And, man, I tell people that, and they're just like, man, I need to do that sometimes. Like, I, it's definitely anywhere over there is great spot. And I've been trying to talk the wife and the family to coming back over there in a few years, year or two, and and just to let them just experience what I experienced, just the beautiful, na- beautiful nature there, beautiful people, beautiful scenery, beautiful food, just everything's amazing, man. If if, if it wasn't for my family living here, I definitely would would put Australia up there on top spot to be moving to to live for the rest of my life. So that's for sure. And you know. You come over to play baseball at the end of the day, and um, it, how did you find the difference from playing overseas to sort of coming and playing in our little league down in Sydney, Australia? Uh, it was, it definitely has its pros and cons from you know, independent pro ball. Uh, definitely, you know, you can find a few guys, there's only a few guys there that would that would be able to play, you know, like you said, some moved to ABL, um, which is about equivalent to our indie ball league, and um. Just the, the talent there is just different, but it definitely is. There's definitely a passion there for sure. And that's what I really admired was that everybody was there ready to hustle, ready to play, you know, treat the game with respect and just doing that and seeing the guys camaraderie. Uh, you know, you get that a little bit in independent ball. Uh, minor league might be different. I never got to experience that. Uh, minor league's more of like a cutthroat. I got to beat this guy out even if he's on my own team. But I really, I really enjoyed the camaraderie, even outside of games, man. We were always hanging out, always doing something, getting together, you know, meeting up. And, and I couldn't ask for a better time. You know, just playing two days a week was different, too. I uh, definitely enjoyed that a lot more to where in, you know, in any ball, we're playing 100 games in 110 days. And um, you get like four days off for the All-Star, three days off for the All-Star game, and then you sprinkle in four or five off days and that was different. So I really enjoyed that a lot more being able to experience and enjoy. Cause if I was down there, that's the difference between ABL, I think, and never got to do ABL, but they're playing, you know, majority traveling, tra- uh, playing, traveling to where with the state league, it was two games a week. And then the rest of the time you get to just enjoy the, the country. Yeah. And what was, we'll get into this part later. But, um, you know, we'll talk about, obviously, you know, the team and, you know, some, some of the characters within the team mm-hmm. um, that you got to experience because, you know, there's some quite some interesting characters out at MacArthur back in the day, mate. So yeah. um, we might we might sort of touch on a couple of those guys. Um, but, you know, how did you find, like, training-wise? Like, you know, obviously, you, know, you train, what, one day a week compared to training, you know, two or three mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's different also. I mean, where the league I was playing in, it's just games. I mean, other than spring training, you show up for a week and a half, two, and that's the only time you practice. During the season, it's game after game after game. So it was actually nice to get to come, hang out, work on stuff, you know, and not have to go to a game right after that. And um, you get to go show up, get to hit, work on things, you know, work with the pitchers as I was catching and everything. So it was nice to get to get that in between games and kind of recoup. And, and I think that's what contributed to some of my success was being able to uh, perfect or fix anything that I had wrong for the game prior. 
So you've got a couple of fans here, Helmsy. Um, Rob G. Lombardo's actually said, Madison's sexiest fireman he knows. He should see my <laughs> calendar then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send him one over. Uh, yeah, Rob, you get the calendar. Yeah. Um, probably, some, probably, probably one of the highlights you'll ever have, Rob. But, um, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, and obviously, you know, training, doing, you know, a couple of days a week, you know, hitting, then obviously, you know, just enjoying what, you know, Sydney has to offer, mm-hmm. you know. How did you find the facilities? Like obviously, you know, massive difference, but, you know, the facilities that you sort of, and some of the grounds you played at compared to what you're used to, do you find uh, that hard to adjust to? Well, for me, being in a small town, Oklahoma, uh, you know, we had fields that, that some were great, some were not. You go to junior college, and I got I was blessed to play two years at Seminole State Junior College, and you get in the junior college level is a grind too, to where uh, you're going every day, and you know if it, everything's not as grand as the Division One level. Uh, so I've I've actually played in those situations and whatnot, but overall, I mean, fields were were playable, manageable, beautiful backdrops. You got kangaroos running in the outfield behind the fence and everything. You know, you're just sitting there like, is that really? You know, you just never seen a kangaroo, and you're out there got one running around the backfield fence. You know, it's kind of amazing. But I, I would say, I'd say for most of the fields, they were they were pretty solid. You know, I mean, there was nothing too crazy about them. A few few might have been higher or lower, but overall, I'd say, man, just. Either they play ball and enjoy it. I'm not too concerned about the fields or whatnot. And and you got a ball and a bat and some bases. That's all I need. Yeah. And and Vinny, you know, obviously they spent a little bit of time with Helmsy over those seven months. Can you share a a couple of uh, good news? Oh, well, a couple of stories that you can share about Helmsy. Oh yeah. Um- he loved hanging around Oxford Street, all the gay bars. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite, didn't you? You knew all the, all the good ones, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no second prizes, Matt. Um, <laughs> look, he, he was, um, as I say, it was a pleasure to have in the house because he showed genuine. Uh, and look, I've had, uh, as I say, about a dozen, I think, uh, imports. And the greater majority have all been fine. You know, they, they show respect uh, I've had one massive dickhead, um, but I won't name him. But um, and and then a couple of other things. I had one guy. One guy got deported. Um, <laughs> I took him to Singapore. I used to have business in Singapore, and I took him to Singapore using the frequent flyer points. And I stayed with a mate up there, so it was nothing for accommodation. It was just a bit of food, and we were there for I think three or four days. And uh, and I said to him, "Don't take, don't take your your." Uh, cell phone your mobile phone and of course he did and when we came back in uh immigration grabbed him and they went through his cell phone and he was on a, a visitor's visa and he was working cash in mm. hand which is illegal and um and they found a message that he'd sent to the guy he was working for saying you know what time do you want me to start back at work or whatever the next day he was back on a plane to germany so um mm. but anyway um Matt was all pretty good on the fang, I've got to say. Uh, I'm, I'm a chef by background, and so the boys always get looked after pretty well when it comes to the food side of things. And uh, and Matt was always pretty good on on destroying whatever it was I gave to him. I think I made I made them. I used to say call it Vinnie Burger or Vinnie Pizza or whatever it was. And I made a Vinnie Burger one time. And he and Jeremy they're the biggest hamburgers you've ever seen in your life, and he just destroyed it. You know, so, and and then they used to enjoy 
me showing them how to cook too. Uh, Jimmy Jensen, who was the, one of the first ones I had, lovely champion bloke, champion bloke, very good pitcher. Um, he's he's involved with uh, what is it? Uh, baseball professionals overseas, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, uh, Jimmy's a lovely guy. I've met his parents too in Oakland, and they're lovely people as well. Uh, but Jimmy was a, a real a real joker, if you like. He, he was he was quite the quite the clown. Matt was uh, a bit more serious, but uh, and then I took him took the boys every year. I used to take whoever I had, and you know my son and a few others, and well, I'd take him out deep sea fishing off here where I live. And I remember Matt caught a big, it's a, called a mawong, some say mawong, but a mawong. It's a it's a really nice eating fish. And then he made me cook it for him. So um, I've still got photos of that somewhere, Matt. I still, I still got the photos of every meal you ever cooked, and I never, <laughs> I never, I never met a plate I didn't like of yours, Vinny. So that's for yeah. Sure. You used to take photos of the meal and then send it. Back I had home. to. I had to make some, I had to make them jealous. Just like, hey, I'm out here eating this food. Then take a picture of the beach and then yep. show the cool birds over there. I'm like, is there eating out of my head? You know, so. I think yeah. my parents hated me for those seven months, just rubbing it in the whole time. So. Well, you got to get them out here, Matt. I, know yeah. I, haven't, I haven't met your beautiful wife, Bree, yet. So, nope. That's um, next on our list. Yeah. you got to get out here. So, um, well, we had we had about everybody else come down there, Dylan and Sheridan and, and, yeah, Brooke yeah. and Brooke and Audra, and we had a crew, uh, a couple was, crews come down. So it was Brooke's birthday the other day. Yes. So yep. she's, she's beautiful. His, his whole family are just wonderful people, just lovely, lovely people. So... Yeah, and I, no, he's pleasure. So, Helmsy, you can. We're all friends here, so you know. You, I don't even care if you throw anyone on the bus; doesn't really matter. But it's, mate, who was the biggest pest at Macarthur? Who was the biggest guy that just and like he, just, he wouldn't leave you alone for the whole seven months you were down there? I mean. I'm a friendly guy and there wasn't really anybody that, you know, bothered me. I mean, the only person I probably butt ahead with was my roommate, Jeremy, just because we're with each other all the time and trying to fight over who's taking the vehicle or whatnot. But I mean, other than that, man, there wasn't really, there wasn't anybody that yeah. I, I got to yeah, never left who, a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. But who, who was the, who was the guy that like, just, you know, like, I guess who was the prankster? Who was the guy that was always, you know, trying to do, you know, put, bad Aussie jokes on you or something like that. Right? It's probably Lockley. Lockley, he's the one trying to give me all the jokes and everything. We traveled to uh, Coffs Harbor like the first weekend. He's trying to tell me to watch out for drop bears and all that and whatnot. And then, of course, I go there and there's signs everywhere. And I'm like, this thing's serious. Like, this thing's this is legit. And, and um, yeah, so, I, I mean, there wasn't really anybody. I mean, everybody dished it. You had to give it back to, to survive down there just because everything yeah. is – is banter back and forth. So I just had to hone into my Aussie banner a little more. It's a little different, but I feel like I fit it right in. But I didn't, I didn't really have anybody that just ever drove me crazy. I mean, everybody joking around, yeah. but I knew it was in love. So it wasn't too big a problem. Yeah. You, the one, the guy he's referring to is actually my youngest son. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's the one that always. He's still no different, Matt. Oh, no. I know. I wouldn't expect him to be. I'd be mad if he was. Yeah. And, um, you know, you also had a, a very um, loving relationship with umpires in Australia. You loved you loved your umpires in Australia. Yeah, I worked with uh, oh, uh, who's a big redheaded bloke? 
the, Jordan. 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 Yeah, worked with him. And how did uh, you find how did you find the umpires out here compared to America? Uh they're bad everywhere. It's universal. <laughs> it's around the whole world. It doesn't matter. They're all bad. You're gonna find somebody that you're angry about or or a bad zone or something. But no, they're pretty solid. You'd find one or two that just like. I can't remember their names, but they just wouldn't deal with anything. Just trying to talk to them behind the plate and chat with them. Be like, hey, that was close, right? No, just dead set. And I'm like, bro, this is state league. Like, just tell me, like, just chat with me a little bit. But there's there might have been a few. I don't know their names, but that's everywhere you go. There'd be some some guys that just all about the job. Other guys be joking around with you. So it's it's there's bad and good at anywhere you go. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and we, we always look at, you know, umpires like here and we look at, like, I don't know, I guess in the major leagues where you got Angel Fernandez and Hernandez that they, they all bitch about, you know. Oh, yeah. Like our, our sort of yeah, – our equivalent of that, I'll, well, I'll leave that for another episode. But um, <laughs> You could have a whole episode on that, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, the funny thing is I'm, I'm trying to get Jordan on for an episode yeah. and yeah. Um, talk about his, his umpiring career and his lack of thereafter. But, um, yeah. you know, he's – He's, he tells me he's a busy guy, so you know we'll we'll have to work that out. But um, I believe I, I one moved to Bali to live. Yes, really. Mm. Bob Crawford. Bob Crawford. Remember Bob Crawford? Uh, Angry little guy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Most of them are angry little guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's quite a few over there now, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed some of the umpires. They were always friendly, you know. They just, uh, you know, they see imports and just seeing pe- different people and working with him too. You know, it was yeah. it, it was pretty cool. And how did you find how did you find the talent? Like obviously, you know, because obviously we have grades. Um, in yeah, Sydney where we have 18s, think, third grade, second grade, first grade. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's awesome to have that because there's, I mean, just here in the United States. Um, they just do it by age. They just throw you in whatever age you're in. That's the team you're playing back. Now you might could go to different tournaments and be in different teams, be in a, in a uh, local league or go travel ball. Uh, but for the most part, they're just throwing kids in, you know, where you got some kids that are, you know, younger throwing, throwing 85 where another kid's only throwing 70, you know, one. So uh, I like that y'all did have the grade system to where you had a chance to move up kind of like a minor league system. And uh, I just liked how y'all are trying to develop everybody and and then right right around here if you did a travel ball and you weren't good enough you know they just wouldn't invite you back next year uh to where with you guys it was like hey keep coming back we're going to get better you earn your way up no matter you know age sometimes it was age but then most of the time it was either hey you're going down second grade or you're staying at first grade uh but like you said it's 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 a, it's a little lower than the united states just just granted because you know we've, we've just been doing it longer and everything but i can definitely see a passion for it there um yeah. i can see a passion for guys you got guys now that are coming over to the states and getting in the mlb and you know the college world or not college world uh the world baseball classic you know you guys show out every year and, and compete and it's just it's only getting bigger over there and i like seeing it, it it's, it's a joy to see see australia kind of step up each year year after year and get better it's just time it'll just take some more time that's all so you know like you finished playing baseball with us you went back over to america you know got married you know you're firefighting now i'm not sure what's going on here vince but mate what's going on with all these baseballs that become firefighters yeah I don't know. 
we got a few here, haven't we? We had um, Alex Howe and Josh Dean and yeah. another, another guy from down here, Cameron Thompson. They're all firefighters. Jeremy it's Beck. Up. Another one? It's... Who? Jeremy Beck. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's an easy profession to slide into. I mean, you got guys in a firehouse that are just camaraderie. It almost feels like a locker room. Um, you're getting you're getting to do cool stuff every day, you know that where you get that thrill. I guess baseball players just looking for a thrill, and with that job, you know that you never know what you're going to get into. And I think it's more like the camaraderie where you do have like in my station we had two other guys and we're super close and we're always bannering back and forth, just giving it to each other back and forth, and uh, just making fun of each other. And it just feels like I'm back in a locker room or in a dugout. So I think for me it was just man, it felt it felt like home. It didn't it felt like I. I mean, I didn't get to play baseball, but it felt like I never left the yeah. kind of camaraderie and area. So, mate, can you tell us a little bit about um, you know, what you do with this this podcast you got going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, me and a buddy, uh, actually, when I left Australia, I asked to be traded from Ottawa down to Cleburne, Texas. Uh, they're in the American Association and wanted to be closer to home. Grandpa wasn't doing good at the time, and uh, it was the closest – indie ball team that I could get onto. Well, I go down there and go to spring training, end up getting cut. Uh, but then I asked to be a head coach or asked to be a coach on the team. And the head coach said, sure. Yeah, we need another guy. And the hardest part was to turn down other teams that wanted, were calling me after about two weeks saying, Hey, you want to come play? You want to come play? And I was like, I want to coach. This is what I want to do for my future. Well, long story short, the, the head coach that was there, we became good mates. And uh, that's the guy that I do my, podcast with now called high heat podcast and we're on a bunch of platforms spotify mainly uh, but we just shoot we just talk sports and we just chat back and forth we talk a little bit of firefighting stories uh we've had a few doozies that we talk about but it's mainly just about what's going on in the sports world you know with uh our american football over here just kind of got rocked a little bit with some head coaches uh leaving and and filling in new spots and some guys retiring. So we just, we just, whatever comes up, we write down and we get together and we say, Hey, let's talk about this once a month. And then we'll shoot episode in. I think we got about 18 episodes and we've been going for about a year and a few months. So it's been, it's been fun, man, just to, just to shoot the crap and have fun and just be some guys and chat back and forth. It's a blast. So you were talking also that um, you've been doing some hitting, you're a hitting coach. Yeah. Yeah, I work for uh, D-Bats. Uh, it's, a, it's a chain. They're all over the place, and they provide an indoor facility. They got these actual pitching machines that are like uh, simulators. So when you hit, it'll show you on a field like a golf simulator, but they have one for baseball. Uh, beautiful facility. It's got about 10 cages in there, and I just sign my open hours, and people book it, and I go down there and just get involved with the sport and make a little money on the side, and I enjoy just getting back into it and just – just holding the bat all the time. I'm in there swinging my bat before my lesson comes in. I'll take some off the tee or I'll, I'll get on that simulator and try to hit dongs off of it that are at like 50 miles an hour on like a 250 foot fence. So where I feel good. So yeah, it's all about to feel good now. There's, I'm not trying to hurt myself. I, I've tried to play some men's softball and it's, it, I'm going to end up hurting myself if I keep doing that. So I kind of just here and there, not all the time. Yeah. I'm going to bring something up that probably not a lot of people know other than probably us three or probably a few more people. But, um, mate, do you remember Jason Moyer? Yep. Telling you not to hit his, hit his truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, 
You want to explain that story? I, I'm trying to think. Was that the time I went back to back, or there was yeah. one time where I got I kind of I, I either showed up late or something. There's one story I showed up late. Well, I don't know what happened, but he said something like "You owe me a home run" or something like that. I can't even remember. And and I took one deep. And I said, there it is, you know. And then the second one I came around, I said, that's just some insurance for you or something like that. that that's, that's for my next time. I might be late or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, they had the parking lot out there in right field and everything. And and I got a hold of a few good ones. I, I think, honestly, playing down there was some of the funnest ball and the most comfortable and best I've ever played was down there. And, man, it was actually technically the last time I played because coming back to the States, I went to Cleburne and played for two weeks in spring training. but that was actually my last full season. So it was, it was a heck of a, a season to go out on for sure. I don't know if anyone knows this guy that's just commented. Um, Kai, does anyone know him? No, he doesn't no. want to come. No. He no, doesn't no. want to come on here and talk. So I don't know. Yeah. No. No, Appreciate it, Kai. <laughs> Say the most genuine, respectful, coolest dude you can meet. Yeah. And um, big shout out to Bolt, obviously, you yeah. know, mate. He, uh, he helped facilitate it. And I think, uh, you're talking about was it Jensen or was it Jimmy Jensen? Was it? Um, yeah. I think that was the guy I contacted in 15, and I think he might have gave my number to Bolt or whatnot. But I do specifically remember his name and coming up when I was searching for stuff down there. So that kind of connection is how it all got rode out. But yeah, Bolt, great dude, man. He facilitated all the stuff for me to come down there. He was always texting me back and forth, anything I needed, man. He was there and he was just a. He made the transition coming down there to be gone for seven months. And technically at that point I was gone for almost eight or nine or it was almost a year. That I was gone from the, from home uh, because yeah. I started season in Ottawa in April, went all the way to September, flew out there in September and stayed there till March. Got to come home for a month and then go back to season again for six or seven months. So there's about a 18 month stint there to where I wasn't really home. And there every, club, every club needs someone like Bolt. Yeah, um, yes. He's, he's an absolute champion. And um, uh, I hope you're going to pay me to say this, Bolt. But um, no, he's, every club needs someone like him. He's so dedicated, so passionate, uh, and just loves the sport and the club. And, uh, you know, every club needs someone like him. Facts. The, only problem is Bolt, the only problem is Bolt is bringing in all these guys that can hit better than him. So he ends up in second. <laughs> Yeah, I I think the whole system down there that you guys got, man, it, it works Um, all the way from like Vinny hosting the bolt, uh, providing the day to day stuff, man. And and it was just I mean, I couldn't ask for a better team to go to. I, I mean, I have a buddy down there, uh, Lavi, uh, which y'all might have met. I know uh, Vinny has. Uh, he's with Cronola. Uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. And I know he loves it down there, but I mean, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better team to be on for sure. Well, he was uh, Lab was here just before Christmas. With Bolt, Bolt was down here for a, whole, a week's holiday with his family at the Bulleye Beach uh, Caravan Park, mm-hmm. and um, and so I said, "Come up and have dinner one night." And and I wasn't aware Lab was here. And uh, anyway, he's living at Thoreau, which is only a couple of suburbs from where I live. And um, oh yeah, and so he, he contacted me, and he's been here oh, a number of times for he only comes for the food and. Um, uh, <laughs> And so uh, Bolt brought the the, the la- latest two imports who are not staying with me, and um, and Lockie came, uh, my son, and another mate, 
and I put on a bit of a do, like I used to do at Christmas, Matt. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So about 60 <laughs> people there. So, Good um, time. And so Lab was at that, but I think he's back home now. I think he's yeah. back in Georgia, back in Atlanta. He, he's a traveling fool, man. He went to, I think, Japan for a little bit. Then he was on he the did. Savannah he Bananas did. for a little bit. And, he was, uh, yeah. He's just living the dream. He he went viral there for a little bit coming up as the uh, uh, the green jacket, I like the Masters logo and everything coming up with a golf bag and pulling a baseball bat out, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a yeah, good dude. Another really, really, really good bloke. Yeah, really we went fella. to uh, Seminole State together, so junior college. So we went through the the rough times, man. Junior college is is a hard time, but it's it makes for great relationships and and fun times. We still I still hang out with teammates from from back there in junior college, 2010, 2011. Um, but yeah, Lavi was part of that and we've kept in contact and like I said, he's a good dude and I'm glad to see him come back down there every, every chance he gets. Yeah. And, uh, but also, mate, there's a couple of lefties that year. Obviously, you know, there's a couple of lefties in, in your lineup that year and a uh, bit of a home run contest all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think I think you picked Shannon. Yeah. I did. It was good to have him on there because we kept each other, you know, kind of like a Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa type thing, you know, where we were back and forth. And then then Coco comes in and, and starts putting on a show and everything. So it was kind of back and forth. And like I said, that year I was feeling good, man. I was I was playing really good, probably the best I've ever had. And, and it was one of those where it was nice to not try for it, but they just kept happening. So it was nice yeah. to just just to be playing at that level, you know, that time in my career. And like I said, it was it was fun to go back and forth with each other and. Like I said, that kind of Sammy Sosa McGuire type race type thing was fun. Do you remember and, uh, the night? Do you remember the night, Matt, where Coco? For those that don't know, Coco Johnson wasn't it? Coco Johnson. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he was uh, a black guy, a centre fielder, an outstanding player, outstanding player, and uh, it's so quick. And uh, he was playing for us. And <laughs> Shannon, you yeah, you're way play. down. You're way down there, Shannon. You didn't. It wasn't close. I was trying to give you some. I was trying to build you up a little bit, but yeah, I was. You, you said it, Shannon. It wasn't close. So and, and we had yeah. um, uh, in the lineup. Uh, Coco was in front of Matt. I think Matt hit four, and Coco was hitting three. And anyway, they put. I think it was Cronulla. It was either Cronulla or Canterbury. I can't remember. And they they. Um, they put Coco on, which brought Matt up and loaded the bases and brought Matt up. And then Matt put one straight over centre field fence uh, for a grand slam. And Coco went off and he was <laughs> going nuts at the whoever the, the opposition third base coach was. He was going, you disrespect me like that. And well, because Coco <laughs> did. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he came up, he came, his next at bat, he came up and he put one out. That's, that's why I loved hitting behind him because they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to walk him. He's always getting on base. And when yeah. he gets on base, he's already taken second. So I had a that's runner right. in scoring that's position right. almost 90% of the time I got up, which contributed to the numbers, man. It was just like, it was fun, man. He's, he's a teammate from Louisville, got him down there. And man, like I said, he came in like he never skipped a beat. Oh, he could play. But, uh, and then um, another night we, we were playing Canterbury and Coco stole, stole second. And I won't mention his name, but they had a catcher who was an imbecile and um, and thought he was really thought he was really tough. And he had all he had was a big mouth, and he'd pretty much break a bat every game, wouldn't he? Over his knee. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he said to Coco, he said, and then Coco stole third, like he'd stole second, and then he stole third. 
Well, this catcher just went nuts. He went on, he said, you do that again. He said, I'll, I'll knock you out or punch you out or whatever. Coco started walking towards him. He said, I'm ready. <laughs> this bloke just yeah. backed off. Yeah, just yeah. Backed that, that was probably the one guy that I had a, had a few words with or had some disdain for. Um, He's not playing yeah. anymore. No. And that's great. That's a good thing Shame. for the game. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. I got my tissues for him. So <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed playing against him just because it, it got the fire out of all of us, you know, like it forced us to, you know, really yeah. get into it. And that, and that level of play is fun. You know, it's kind of like a playoff baseball scene, you know, and where you get that, that feeling, that urge, you know, just to bury somebody. And so I always enjoyed playing them just because of that. So I, I'm credit to him. He made me, he made me a better player. Uh, and obviously, you now Helmsy, the pitching that you faced out here. Where, yeah. where did that sort of for you? Uh, you'd you'd find one, maybe two, maybe a relief pitcher, maybe a starter um, that they pitch. Which I mean, you're playing one team twice a week, so I mean, you could see the same guy several times in the year. Um, but it's one of those where once you got past that starter, that main starter, it kind of fell off a little bit, and then you'd find like a, a good reliever or an import come in. Um, but uh, what's his name from uh, Marlins, uh, the lefty? Athel? Athel uh, oh, yeah. Um, Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson. It Anderson. Anderson? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he he had my he had my number the whole year. I The little yeah. thumbing lefties, and then he'd buzz one up underneath you, man. He 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 knew how to pitch. He was a pitcher, like he for he, sure. He triple A for the yeah. Did he? Yeah, well, well he for had. A number of years. That makes me feel a little better. <laughs> yeah, he had my number, man. He just that left on left. I could never figure him out. I mean, if it was, it was a jam shot here and there. Uh, but I mean, you, you'd find you like I said, you'd find a good guy that that have your number, and then you might find the next two that you're just absolutely crushing. So it was it was up and down. Um, you'll find that one good pitcher and one good reliever. But other than that, I mean, it would they would definitely challenge you for sure. You would Especially have loved imports coming in. You would have loved to hit against this Cronulla and Canterbury every week. It sounds like it, mate. Yeah. Well, they got lefties all the time. <laughs> just, just hitting bombs. So, yeah. and you know, and I think one of the one of the things that you always see too, like in Australia, anyway, like we get we get a lot of imports that come in, and they're either you know diamonds or they, you know, or they're rocks, and you know, I guess MacArthur's always had a really good reputation of always getting the diamonds. And it sort of always shows that, you know, especially the guys, you know, like yourself, you know, you come in, you know, you welcome into the club, you know, they look after you, you know, you, you get all the gear and, and things like that. And, you know, what would be your message to anyone, you know, from from the States to, to come over here? What would be your message to, to tell them one, one thing about Australia? Do it, man. Don't, don't hesitate. It's one of those, it's a, it's an opportunity of a lifetime uh, to spend six, seven months in Australia, man, just pull the trigger and go, no matter what's going on back home, you know, uh, what you got going on, just sacrifice six or nine. It's not even sacrifice six or seven months of just straight fun all the time. Great people, great food, great scenery. Uh, just do it, man. It's a fun time. Great baseball, great weather, man. It's, I, I, I wish I had an opportunity to do it again too. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think MacArthur might be giving you a call after this interview, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll come down. Yeah, Bree might have something to say about that, mate. 
Yeah, she'll want to come with me. We'll bring the dog too. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. wouldn't be allowed to bring the dog, but anyway. <laughs> and and Vinny, I, I guess from your point of view, mate, what what would be what would be the things that you'd sort of like to sort of tell you know tell the guys from the US before they come over here what to expect? You know what from your point of view? Yeah. Um, Look, I think to me the most important part in being a host, you know, I mean, it's my house, you know, so, and, and it's a pretty comfortable place, you know, it's, it's a really nice house. I live about a mile from the beach and, and some of the best, most beautiful beaches in the world. And, um, you know, it's a pretty, pretty laid back um, uh, atmosphere. Plus, you know, I was cooking all their meals and I'd take them jet boat riding in Sydney Harbour and outside the Opera House and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think it's respect. That's That would be the number one thing that I would say. I mean, we had, I mean, Matt, as I, most of them were fine. You know, I had, as I said, I had one dickhead and it was because he, he had no respect. He was just selfish. And, um, and in fact, it, it reached a stage where I spoke to Bolt and Jason Moyer, who was the head coach, and said, I think you might need to take this guy away from me uh, because I, I really didn't like having him here. But I gave him, I had a good chat to him. And as Matt would attest to, I'm not backward in coming forward. And um, so I gave it, gave him both barrels right between the eyes. And um, and then he, he he did sort of smarten up a bit. But he he was just stupid, and um, and he, he he showed no respect. So respect for. The, the house you're staying in, the people you, you're living with, I mean, even if you're on your own, you know, if you're in an apartment or something with another import or whatever, but respect and for the neighbourhood, you know, like I had this this idiot, it was New Year's morning and he was having a, a very loud verbal argument with his girlfriend who had come out here for a week out the front of my house waking up neighbours at like six o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day, you know. I mean, that's just no respect and... Um, so, yeah, respect, I mean, it's, it's a given that you're going to be able to play because the club's going to look for guys that uh, for certain positions, you know, they might need a catcher or a pitcher or, you know, an outfielder or whatever it is. Um, so it's a given that you, you, you're at a certain standard as far as playing goes. But, um, but yeah, I, I think just respect and, and have fun. You know, it is, it's, a, it's a fun time. I mean, just us taking the mickey out of these yanks, it's, you know, that's a lot of fun. Easy now, easy. I mean, just teaching them how to speak properly, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't bring. I couldn't bring back some of those words with me. I had to cut those out when I crossed the border, so it wouldn't fly too well over here. So I had to kind of reel it back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and you know, we had to teach them our language because Australians we shorten everything. Mm -hmm. you know, we we shorten all of our words, and we have our own. Um, Aussie slang, yeah. and, you know, you'd be talking to these guys sometimes, and sometime, and they, they'd be looking at you with glazed eyes, like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. You know, especially you when you, especially when you get as big as a bogan as Jason talking, you know, you're just like, "What is going on?" You know, I don't. <laughs> what are you saying? Just keep nodding and just not saying, "Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah." And yeah, then yeah. he's well, like, "Why didn't you do it?" I was like, "I don't know what you said. I'm just <laughs> nodding away." Sure. Okay. I remember Max McNabb saying that to Jason one time after a game, and. um uh, he, he, Jason's given his talk and he always speaks really quickly and uh, and, and he sort of mumbles a bit and he's, <laughs> and, he's, 
And Max McNabb, who was a left-handed pitcher from uh, San Diego, he's just looking at him. And at the end of it, Max has said to him, can I ask what you just said or can someone tell me what he just said? <laughs> can, I, can I get a translator <laughs> over here real quick? I don't need a translator. But, uh, yeah, you know, you'd say, oh, let's go down the bowl and get a, a, a scooey and a, a schnitty and, and they just look at you like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, in the in the avo, and just like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's like you're talking to me, but I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah. So you just got another shout out here, Helmsy from uh, Shannon Bickle. Shannon uh, said that you're an absolute legend. So um, appreciate another, it. Another great guy, another fantastic player, Shannon. And um, funny thing is about Shannon that people don't know. Well, people that. Follow this podcast. Know that Shannon is the biggest pest on my podcast. Yeah, every, every week he'll send me something inappropriate to watch my <laughs> to watch to watch my facial expressions to see what I'm going to think about what he sends through to me. But yeah, look, Shannon, another great guy within the baseball community, and um, you know, and that's what that's what it means. You know, it needs those people. But you know, it's also too like. You, you come to Australia, you think you're going to be an outfielder, and then all of a sudden you end up catching. How did that happen, mate? Well, that was another thing where I said, just do it. I would, they asked what I could play, and I said, yeah. Like, <laughs> I said, wherever you need me, you know, I'll play. I think I pitched a little bit, which didn't turn out too well, but it was just like, man, wherever you need me, I'm in. Just to get the opportunity to come down there, I didn't care what position they needed me at, which I caught in high school. Very unorthodox, but I, I just got thrown into the fire. Uh, made it through those four years and tried to catch in junior college, gave it about two months. And I said, nah, there's one spot behind the plate and three spots in the outfield. I said, I think I got better chances of playing in the outfield. Um, so once they asked me, I could catch, I said, sure. Yeah, I can do it. You know? And, and that's probably why uh, the blue Sox didn't look at me. Cause they said, this guy, can't. <laughs> you want this guy as a catch? <laughs> so they probably saw me catching like, nah, we don't want this guy. But no, nah, they, they said, Hey, can you get some catching gear? So I borrowed some gear from a teammate and, Flew down there and was ready to go. I didn't. I didn't care where they needed me. If they needed just a DH or a, you know, first base coach, I was ready to come down there. Yeah, and I guess too, you had some very unorthodox coaches, so to speak. Um, how did you find that transition going from obviously you know, playing independent ball and all that sort of stuff to sort of having these laid back bogan Aussie coaches? Well, I mean, you go, you go from I had Hal Lanier. At champions who was uh led the astros to a world series uh game or to a world series uh back in the 80s and played with roberto clemente um you know all this stuff and and then you come down here and it's like you know you go from the guy that's been to the big leagues world series and you get a guy that's just down here in australia just living life having a great time and it's it's there's no wrong or right way and I just think that he did an awesome job just getting everybody on the same page, you know, everybody coming from different backgrounds, everybody coming from different jobs, you know, that day or something. And he just got everybody on the same page, play some good baseball. And, and we had a good shot. We played second that year, losing to uh, uh, what some Marlins. I can't remember where they're from. Central Coast. Central Coast. Yeah, Central Coast. Uh, right, just, they're no longer in it. They're not. They're not. Wow. Yeah, they uh, – we played them. We played them. We played them well throughout the year and then just something we just ran out of juice there at the end of the season i don't know what it was it just faded out it just we didn't have that same fire that we came out with through the whole uh regular season but i mean i still had a blast my sister and cousin got to come down and watch the championship game and everything and it, it was fun it was a good time what what some people may not know is that that season matt actually got mvp for the leagues 
for the whole year. Yeah, they uh, some beautiful trophies. You guys, you guys know how to do them, man. Y'all sending these trophies <laughs> back and everything. And I was like, I they they're staying up in my room and everything, and I enjoy watching at them, looking at them, man. And every time I see them, man, it just takes me back to to just coming down there and just all the all the guys and and the time I spent down there, man. It's it's nothing I would trade for the world. Like I said, it was best seven months ever. Just being able to be down there, not too many people get to say that. Did you did you get to learn to surf while you were down at Wollongong? I tried once and I absolutely got obliterated. Um, I didn't realize I was actually in the spot to actually try to surf and I just kept paddling out there and I just kept getting beat up, beat up. And plus I was on like the shortest board ever, like a little sport board. And I literally came back, barely made it back to the beach. And I think I laid there on my back for about 30 minutes before I could catch my breath. And I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm gonna have to get on. I'm gonna have to get on the long board. If I'm going to try this, I, I can't do this. And I was, I got absolutely destroyed. And uh, I was, I was done after that. I was like, I'll just go snorkel or just hang out at the beach. I don't, I don't need to try that again without some professional help for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm surprised that, um, you know, Bolt or someone else didn't try to give you some tips, mate. You know, it's not, unlike Bolt to be, you know, shy in the surf. Know. He wouldn't know anything about surfing. He has <laughs> enough trouble trying to do, do something in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And, and uh, look, you know, and I guess too, the, the big thing, you know, is obviously that transition, you know, having people like Bolt, you know, talk and walk you through the process. Um, you know, and obviously staying with guys like Vinny, which obviously makes that, you know, such a, you know, an, an easy experience for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, I can tell you definitely a, a host parent or a billet or whatever you want to call them. I've been from Canada to the States or and whatever, and uh, they definitely make the experience for sure. Uh, I had some buddies up in uh, Saskatchewan when I was playing summer ball there that just had some bad bad host families and and they didn't their summer was kind of miserable because of it so i think i think definitely the host the host family where you're at it made a big deal and like i said i got vinnie here who's a mate for life man he needs anything he needs me to fly down there and the next day I'll, i'll get on a flight you know just do anything for him and and the same for him you know and just lifelong friends lifelong memories and something like i said i never would trade for the world so Shannon Bickle also said that Bolt can pose, but he can't surf. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing poses on the beach, I guess, instead of actually getting out there on the board. He's you done something one. about his calves, Matt. They're, they're, they're actually, you can see them now. Are they implants or? Got <laughs> <laughs> some surgery? <laughs> no, I, well, I guess we made fun of him enough that year that he had to go buy a gym just to get him worked on because right. I guess we gave him too hard of a time. I don't know. That's right. I didn't mean I didn't mean to drive him into that business. I guess for for heckling him so much, but are you, you, get, you getting a percentage of that, Helmsy? I don't know. I should get some royalties or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, At least some not- gear. I guess Vinny's getting some gear. I didn't get any gear. So. I got a, I got an AT shirt. Yeah, just fine. Just nice. Maybe maybe you get one of those over with you, Helmsy. Yeah. Shout out. Was it G three? Shout out G three. Yeah. Yep. Getting so. a little plug there. Yeah, you know, and and uh, mate, when you come back down under, I think we need to organise a home run derby. I'm in. I've been I've been swinging at that D bats. I don't know how well it'll be, but I've been swinging at D bats for a while, and it it I I, I swing don't feels good. Bolt, I don't think Bolt's in a home run since you've left. Really. So. <laughs> 
He needs to get back on it, man. He needs to get back on it. You know, family all well, Matt? Yeah, everyone's doing good. Good. Um, Give them my love. I will. I will. Uh, Dad's about to retire from teaching this year. Uh, Brooke got a job here with with OU recently, and she loves it. She loves it. It's a great spot for her. She's hour 45 from the house. Nice. And uh, just everybody's working on the farm, on the ranch, and keeping up with the cows. And same old, same old, like clockwork here. Yeah, well, just for Jeevo, uh, for you and your, your the people that's logged in, I've been to Matt's um, home in Oklahoma a couple of times, and um, each time his dad, Stacy's a, a, a school teacher, and um, I think he taught taught. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you, guy. Love you, Bolt. You know you love being carved up, Bolt. Well, Bolt, um, if you would have come on the show, we wouldn't have had to. We wouldn't have had to carve you up. We could have just done it in person. There you go. I've been missing a few years of this. I got to make up for it. So that's that's a good one, Gino. Good good comeback there. But um, <laughs> so I I gave Matt and his dad both of them um, uh, dries of bones, the full length dries of bones and the Kubra hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know they got a thousand acre farm and. And uh, you know it's out in the middle of you know Bowdunk nowhere. And um, anyway, he he both times got me to go into his class, which was year seven, I think, and um, and and do a, a presentation on Australia. And the kids were always and he he'd walk around in his dries of bone and his akubra on, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, Lord Muck. And, yeah, uh, the kids were really only interested in the things that could kill you. You know, crocodiles and sharks and spiders and snakes. And <laughs> oh, yeah. But they loved it. They loved it. And I'd give out little koalas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, was always, he was always excited when you got to come and, and do that. Uh, he was always, like, amping them up for, like, a week before he got to come there. It was like, y'all guys got to be here. Nobody be sick, you know, this and that. And and I think all the kids – I bet you if you talk to any of those kids right now, they'd remember that talk. Yeah, that yeah. Well, as I say, I gave out little koalas as well, which – and the, the second time I went back, I, I did have a girl, one of the, who was at the first one, and she came up to me and she she actually had the koala. <laughs> she said, <showed it> <laughs> "Nice, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah." It was and fun. I guess Helmsy, one last thing before we leave, because you know it's, and look, we really appreciate having you on and obviously getting your experience of what it was like, you know, in Australia. Mm. But um, mate, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that you could change. Like within, you know, your time out here playing in Australia, or um, like the competition or anything, what would it be? Is there one thing that that you thought that could have been better? I guess. Man, I there's nothing that instantly comes to mind that was bad. You know, I mean, other than the maybe the travel, it was here and there. Yeah. You know, um, but that's you're used to that when you're playing indie ball, you're traveling eight hour bus rides, you know, and playing the next day and whatnot. But at least, at least there you got to come home and sleep in a bed, you know, your own bed every night. Uh, but I mean, other than that, and I, I, I don't think I've ever had anything bad to say about my whole trip down there. Yeah. It was not, not a single thing that like, I just wanted, would want to redo it and do everything the exact same. It was just, or get out more, like even do more like that I could. Uh, but like I said, there's, I mean, the whole thing was just fun. It was a blast. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Loved everybody I met. Yeah. Uh, the food was great. Scenes were amazing. And it's just like, man, I got, I'm trying to get everybody back down there, Vinny. We're trying to come down there soon. That's so, um, Helmsy, what was your favorite dish from Vinny? 
Oh man, man, that's a tough one. Uh, that fish he, fr he cooked up right when that fresh fish that we made was pretty good. Uh, you did that noodle stuff. That was really good. Or the one in that little bowl, it's got the hard top on it. Um, I can't remember what that was called. Cockhead noodles? Maybe that or the veal. The veal was really good. And then you uh, had that. No, uh, my signature dish is that pork neck and yes. um, that Asian style one. And that that's pretty popular. Yeah. I, the, It'd be tough to rank all those. They were all tens in my book. So it's like, man, this is better than McDonald's, Macca's any day, you know, just sitting there eating homemade food from a chef, man. It was, and then dessert also, he'd throw desserts in there too. I think I gained 25 pounds out there. That's probably what enabled me to hit a few more home runs than I, I normally would. The extra weight in the old gut area helped out. <laughs> Uh, so there we go, Bolt. There's a couple of tips for you, mate, from Helmsley. Um, yeah. Get back into swinging it properly. Go back down to Vinny's and have a good feed, and you should be able to, should be able to hit some bombs. But, uh, oh yeah. You know, and you know, no, definitely, mate. If if you're ever coming back down to back down to Australia, um, I would definitely love to uh, set up a home run derby between you, the old boy Bolt, and um, maybe Shannon. Maybe find a couple of other old old never wases hanging around. Maybe um, throw some new young 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 bucks in there too. Yeah, I'm in. Who, I'm in. Who, who, who was your young buck? Who was a young buck that you sort of that you remember? Who was one of the young guys? Ah, uh, who was it that pitched? And I think he got a scholarship. I can't remember. Sorry if I'm forgetting names now. That's all right. Um, who's younger guy? Uh, pitched he was really good i think he was in our rotation like fourth third or fourth he always get he just got moved up that year um cop no not Cobb. was it Cobb? i don't know maybe Shannon i don't know um i've slept since then i'm sorry if i forgot but yeah I, it was one of those where just i mean i enjoy i enjoyed working with the younger guys and just kind of giving them my two two cents and and also what i haven't mentioned too that you guys do really well was getting involved in those camps, doing those camps around the area. Uh, that's where my heart usually is, where anytime there was a camp for any team I was ever on or some community project, you know, I was always trying to jump in and do that because I, yeah, I'm a baseball player, but that's second. And uh, for me first was to just give back and then use that platform and being able to do those camps down there and see all those little kids, you know, running around and just in all, you know, they probably didn't know half the stuff, like what's going on, but they were having fun. And that's what it was all about. And, credit to you guys and MacArthur for putting those camps on. And, and I know some imports might see it as a, Oh, we got to go to this, this and that. I was usually always excited to, to be able to go and, and do that and help out the community. And uh, did you ever get to see Bolt pitch? I think so. Maybe once or twice. I don't know if we're really far up or really far down or not. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think I might've witnessed that first one yeah. time. I don't know how you would describe it, but I mean, got, I think he got the job done, so I'll give him credit there. I think he got the yeah, job he, done. Uh, he, when he pitches, he moves everything but his bowels. So. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. No, no. Bolt's a solid guy. He, he's a great dude, great teammate. Man. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, his little bro, Shannon, you know, he's mm -hmm. still – He's still kicking around the state league, mate. And uh, is he? I think I think his boys almost 
under 18 eligible next year. So I think you're right. That's insane. Oh, Those go. two always running around, man. Bolt catching yeah. threes one time was a treat. <sighs> yeah, well, it, yeah, look, Shannon's kids are all grown up now, mate. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even recognise them. You know, not that's why not asking, not asking you for your bat or stealing all your stuff. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they always kept you, know. you on your toes. That's for sure. Definitely kept yeah. you on your toes. But that's wild, that man. That's 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 how you know it's been too long since I've been down there when they're when they're getting of age to be on a team. That's just yeah. I think Shannon's gonna hang around until until I can play a game together. So yeah, gonna yeah. King Griffey so. Senior and Junior it real quick for a couple games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure they need, they need to go. They need to go back to back home runs. That'd be that'd be legendary. Yeah, I'm not sure how his young kid swings it actually, but um. Yeah, I'd say if it's anything like Shannon, he wouldn't be half bad. So yeah, as long as he doesn't take after his uncle, he should be pretty pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Bolt's never gonna watch another episode after this. That's what... <laughs> yeah, well, we love, we love you, Bolt, he, and he, he deserves should... every bit of it. <laughs> yeah, look, he should have come on. That was uh, that was the deal. He was supposed to come on, but um, he knew he know. knew he was gonna get ripped if he didn't come on. So yeah, yeah that's exactly right, mate. But no, look, we're actually gonna do a. We're actually going to do a special episode with Bolt. We're going to speak to him about his second grade Hall of Fame. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, things like that. So, Helmsy, mate, more than welcome to come on as a special guest host that night. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd enjoy it, man. You make it easy with this this platform, man. This pretty sweet platform and everything, getting to throw everybody on and take yeah. on questions, man. That's awesome, man. I have to look into that. Yeah, definitely, mate. And, you know, it's, it's what it's all about. You know, we're, we're out here trying to promote the game and, um, but there's no better person I want to speak to than, you know, a guy from over in the States that, you know, actually lived it over here, knows what it's like, um, and, you know, give your perspective. Because, you know, not a lot of people get your, get Aaron Port's perspective. You know, what happens usually is that, you know, they come over, they play baseball, you never see them again. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, keeping in contact with guys like you, it's always great to sort of see, you know, what's going on. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I enjoy you having us. Having me on for sure. I've enjoyed it, man, and getting to catch up and reminisce on all the stories. I mean, there's quite there's so much that happened that I can't remember all of it. So it's kind of like you guys are throwing some more memories in there that I've actually forgotten about. So I, I enjoy catching up for well, sure. Shannon just said that Laker's swing is identical to his dad's. So he strikes out a lot. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. Jeez, he's, he's only been on the show an hour and he's already back into it. <laughs> Love it. So Bring it Rob out of me. Rob G. Lombardo has asked a question, mate, and uh, asked Matt about his hunting. We'd love to have some of those deer that he gets. Man, you're going to have to get it out of my wife's hand first. She eats everything that I put on the dehydrator. Um, that jerky was pretty good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to bring some down next time I come down. I have to shoot a couple and uh, get it all cooked up for you guys and bring a couple baggies down. Yeah, if they let me through, New Zealand made me throw it out. Do they? Okay. Yeah. It said no meat. It was like it was like approved in a sealed bag, and they're going to charge me like 400 bucks. So I just threw it out, and I was like, this is the worst day of my life that I had to throw this bag of jerky out. But hopefully I can declare it or, or hide it in a boot or something, bring it across and get you guys some jerky. 
Yeah. I think, Rob, I, think, I think Rob's fanboying at the moment. I think, uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's all right. He's yeah, allowed to. That's good. Oh, they, they, shoot, they, they shoot anything that moves over there. Even people. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> they got, you get on the got, wrong side, you know, you never know. They got the farm, but then they've got is it the 90. Yeah. Or, or yeah the 90, it's 90 that, acres. Yeah. It's another spot. And that's where they do all their, sh their hunting. So they, there's wild turkeys, there's pigs, there's you know, deer, you yeah. name it. Uh, Dylan's always putting up on his Facebook page, you know, he shot about a thousand ducks. Yeah, uh, he's a big duck hunter. Mm. Yeah, it's a good spot for sure. And even just having the cabin and a fire out there, you know, yeah, then beautiful. you just spend a couple nights out there and yeah, dad's fantastic. always smoking, smoking some food out there. And yeah, man, it's yeah. a solid time for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So Helmsy, is there any, is there any, is there anything that you can tell us from the, you know, the firefighting any any stories that you can tell us from that 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 can maybe get away? Is there something in, in particular that you remember? Man, ah, uh, it's just there's some bad ones, there's some funny ones, there's some good ones. Um, I mean, other than just me learning on the job, all the mistakes I made from like you learn you learn like not to be pun intended, but trial by fire, man. It's it's one of those where you're always going in and you're just kind of learning on the go. I mean, they can teach you as much as they want. Uh, but it's not until you're in the thick of things that um, that you're actually, you know, learning. But I mean, there's not. I can't think of anything good that might be podcast. Do you get anything? Do you get anything funny? Like do you get like a cat in a tree or? Oh, we've had. Stuff? Yeah, we get we get called for the most random things. Where I think there's one time one woman called just to have her fan turned on because she was at like a rest home or something and wanted us to come turn a fan on. And but yeah, there's cats in the tree. I thought there was one cat. Um, wasn't our station. It was another guy. They went full gear because those cats are wild. They'll start clawing at you as soon as you try to pull them out of the tree. And he got up there in the tree with his gloves and everything. As soon as he got there, it just freaking crapped all over him and spewed it all over him. And I guess it got scared or something. So he's not let alone holding a cat that's like running around, flying around, trying to scratch his eyes out. He's got cat feces all over him and had to come down and get all washed off and showered off. So I'm like, I'm glad that didn't happen to me for sure. <laughs> but yeah it's it's you get to see the other side of humans for sure on this job you know the good the bad and the ugly and uh it's one of those two to where you just kind of like i don't know how some people live in the way that they do in the environment and whatnot kind of makes me want to go back home and, and just like clean my house even though it is clean <laughs> i'm like man i gotta get back and do this but you get to see the good and the bad and the ugly but overall it's been it's been pretty solid so, Helmsley, before we go, we do a segment called 60 Seconds with Jeevo. Okay. 60 seconds worth of questions. All right. We'll start with you, then we'll go on to Vince. Okay. Right. We each get a minute apiece or 30 seconds apiece? Yeah, a minute, minute apiece. Okay. Minute apiece. All right. Solid. So you, you, go, you go first, and then – so your time starts at the end of my first question. Okay. And um, are you ready? I guess. I didn't study, so we'll, we'll find out. You're not supposed to study. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And your nickname? Helmsy. Favorite food? Down there, anything Vinny cooked or I like a flake was pretty good. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? I I wouldn't order it, but I'd eat it if it was available. Okay. 
favorite teammate? Oh, man. Ah, uh, shoot. I'd have to say Kai just for all the stuff he did, man. He did a lot for me. Least favorite teammate? Uh, well, Shannon's talking a lot of crap now, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> nah, uh, I don't think I had one, to be honest with you. Yeah. Favorite favorite baseball field you played on? Mm, ever or down there? Yeah. Ever or down there? Most memorable moment? Oh. Uh, I would say, shoot, just getting to the championship, man. That was fun, getting to play there and getting to play at that level. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know with the, field, with the field thing. I didn't know if you meant down there or ever that I've ever played anywhere. on. And last, yeah. last, and probably the last question is um, your favorite coach. Oh, man. Shoot, both freaking Gary and Jason were awesome, man. Loved it. And just uh, they were always there to support, man. Both of them. Lots of love for them. Okay. Right, Vinny, your turn. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know, but Gary, <laughs> uh, your nickname, Vinny. Actually, in baseball, it was a wild thing when I played. Pineapple on pizza. Uh, I wouldn't order it, but I, I would eat it. Okay. Most most annoying teammate. What at Macarthur? Yes. Oh, gee. Um. No, I'll pass on that one. Favorite baseball memory? Um, oh, I think I think winning the championship with with the Orioles, uh, we did that a couple of times, and uh, it gets forgotten a lot of times. But I think Macarthur's been one of the one of the most successful clubs over the last fifteen years across all grades, you know, club championships and the like. Favorite coach. I gotta say, I really like Jason as a coach. Yeah, I think he, yeah. he 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 definitely had a bond with. Him. Yeah. And so Shannon Bickles also said that um, nobody mentioned Chippy. Yeah, Chippy, <laughs> Chippy, sort of. You know, he's he's really focused on his speedway now, and he has been for quite a while. But um, so no, no, I got on well with Chippy. Shout out, Chippy. The opposition didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. To, Look, uh, to answer to answer your favorite field, I think just playing on the the Blue Sox field was pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And um, yeah, look, guys, really appreciate tonight um, or today for us, but tonight for you, Helmsley, anyway. But um, look, it's always good to catch up, find out, you know, oh yeah, people's experiences over there. Um, and look, mate, love to get you back on when uh, when we get Bolt on. I think uh, sure. special guest host. I think uh, you'd have plenty of questions for him, which would be good. And, yeah, uh, he still won't share his secret with us about how he gets such good imports. But um, he does good. He's got a formula. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I was about to I was about to give credit to him there because I mean, man, you don't you don't technically get to see the personality of somebody or how they're going to fit in with a team or whatnot. But yeah. I mean, it feels like. He does his due diligence, and he definitely gets some great guys to come out there. And and like it says, to credit to the success of y'all's organization, man, it it, it works out. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, guys. Well, um, look, thanks for thanks again for tonight.
But um, yeah, look, if anyone does miss this episode, obviously now we're on Spotify. We're also on YouTube. And obviously you can see it here again on Facebook. Uh, please have a look at it tomorrow night. Uh, we've got a special episode tomorrow night going through streaming, um, how to stream, what to stream, obviously from budget setups up to, you know, your advanced setups. Look for mum and dad trying to trying to stream little Johnny's first hit up to, you know, full club productions. Um, it's something that obviously I'm pretty passionate about, but, you know, also would like to get, you know, more people involved in doing it, you know, getting the game out there. But, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to do. And obviously, you know, Helmsy, good luck with everything, mate. Um, Appreciate especially it. With, with your, with your D-bat and, you know, your little hitting thing out there. Obviously, you know, you've got a massive advantage over, over Bolt and Shannon. They've got no chance. <laughs> uh, I'll be practicing specifically for that now that if I, when I book the ticket down there, I'll start practicing even harder. Well, apparently, Shannon's going to use a, a tin bat. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and Bolt wants the cones moved in, so yeah, <laughs> we'll give we'll give Bolt a metal bat. <laughs> yeah, too easy. Right, guys. Well, uh, look, thanks for your time tonight, and um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, no appreciate problem. You. Great job, Drew. Though, well done. Yeah. Thanks. thanks. Miss you guys, and uh, plan on getting down there soon. Like I said, yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely got to get down here. So. Uh, do a do a cook up for you. I'm sure Vinny will. Oh yeah. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. All right, Say love you guys. Right. Take care. Bye. There you go, guys. Um, Matt Helms. Yeah, what a great chat. But um, yeah, it's always good to get that that perspective uh, from you know an American guy come out here and you know, lived out here for seven months, but it's um. Yeah, look, uh, that's it for, for now. Obviously, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Um, we'll see you all then.